Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was basically a cube with inside of sphere where the points of the cube uh, were touching outside of sphere. This isn't anything that just is limited to the United States. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to That UFO Podcast, another breaking news show. I did say there's probably going to be a few of these this month, and we kick off June with another New York Times article, one that wasn't necessarily expected. But nonetheless, the headline and some of the content has certainly grabbed people's attention. Joining me to discuss this, I have Dave from Shadows Magazine. Dave, how are we today? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. You? Awesome. Yeah, I am very, very good. And Dan, what about yourself? I'm uh, I'm great, thank you. It's one of those good days with good UFO news. It is. Uh, just very quickly, I did plan on releasing the roundtable where myself, Dan, Dave and Gaucho were going to talk about uh, Hollywood, cinema, UFOs, UAP. We did record it last night, but there have been some technical issues that I've got half the recording just now and we may or may not get Gaucho's side of it. If I can't get it, we're going to record that again in the next few days. So that will still be getting released pretty soon. Uh, it was a good conversation, but if we have to re-record it for quality, we will. But if we can get the files, then then great. However, New York Times article, I woke up this morning to a ton of notifications, uh, some DMs, all that kind of stuff, and saw that the New York Times had released another article. Um, the first thing I noticed was that the, the headline had been changed. It literally had the article drop, and then very quickly it changed over. So we had the New York Times, US finds no evidence of alien technology and flying objects, but can't rule it out either. Straight away, that's an attention grabber as well. Dan, what were your thoughts when you, you saw the details this morning? You're not much of a morning person, so something big had to have happened for you to have been awake. Uh, I saw it before I went to bed, actually. Ah, um, there we go. So when I woke up this morning, the article had a new headline. The original headline was, Government finds no evidence that aerial sightings were alien spacecraft, which, as many people have pointed out when you actually read the article, the report doesn't say that. The report says, we still don't know and we can't rule it out. So the headline was a bit misleading, and I'm really glad that they changed it. There was a little change in the byline as well, where it went from uh, saying, the strange objects witnessed by Navy pilots remain unexplained, but officials briefed on a new study say they are not secret technology from a classified American program. Whereas the new one says <clears throat> a new report concedes that much about the observed phenomena remains difficult to explain, including their acceleration as well as ability to change direction and submerge. 
So there's a lot more intrigue in that second one, right? Yeah, and I noticed again with the change direction and submerge, we're almost now moving away from space travel or that these objects may be coming from somewhere else. But the articles seem to talk a lot about, and I can see why, because it's the data that we have and it's what we see in the videos, that let's let's look at what we've got. Let's not talk about where they may or may not be traveling from, if indeed they are traveling through space. And there seems to be some reports or, or data out there that they are tracked coming in from orbit and, you know, pretty high up. But these objects are here and they're performing maneuvers in front of the military of the world that we just can't do and can't explain. Dave, what were your thoughts when you saw the, the article dropping earlier? Well, I think that the biggest thing that I took from it was the fact that they've been looking at over 120 different incidents over the past two decades, and they've they seem to have discounted some of them as technology from somewhere. Um, but they're saying the vast majority are not advanced tech produced by the U.S. military. So that kind of that dismisses the the assumption that the U.S. government is testing their own advanced tech on their own. Uh, on their own navy, which, as we know, that's when casualties happen. If you if you're testing something and you're not making your own personnel aware that they're being tested, then you know it opens up all sorts of possibilities for accidents or casualties or anything like that. Now, some people are going to be disappointed when they see the acknowledgement within this, and this was always going to come out in the report, I think, anyway, that some of these incidents and encounters are going to be foreign adversarial technology. There's, there's just no doubting that some of it is going to be Russian drones, Chinese drones, something like that. However, that that's that's fine. That, that happens, and the US would also do the same to those powers and others as well. It's the stuff that they can't explain, and the stuff we're seeing in videos that doesn't make sense with the huge gaps and leaps in technology, Dan, isn't it, that... That's the stuff that people like us are interested in, not necessarily the military versus military side of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and we've got to keep in mind as well that the budgets for these militaries that we think, oh, that might be an adversary technology, it's tiny. You know, compared to the the amount of money America spend on research on, on this stuff, you know, we all know there's a black hole where black money goes into to fund these research program and it's, you know, we're talking trillions. Um, those other countries don't, spend that so if if we're looking at them making this massive technological leap then it means the rest of the world has missed something pretty fundamental in physics and they're also hiding it pretty well i I just don't think you're testing that level of technology i get why the us russia and china that we always name those those same three superpowers but for good reason i get why they potentially would have some pretty high-tech drones flying about spying on each other that happens okay we know they have drones that do this and patrol the skies but they don't have in my opinion the the capability to or necessarily the will to start buzzing aircraft carriers so openly literally swarming as we're finding out in these articles round about them that that just won't be happening because it would make no sense to do that no you might as well send an email like all those sensors on those ships so much time to soak up data on your like super high-tech technology you know we we know that one of the observables is low observability so if they can do that surely china would just prefer to be hidden and soak up all that data right 
Like, why wouldn't they hover over the ship just invisibly and just soak everything up? It's 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 just really strange. Like, it's it's an interesting consideration because we know this is a worldwide phenomena. So China and Russia have had experiences with UFOs. We know, they know that America and Britain have had experiences as well. So I feel like we're all kind of in a haunted house with some people wearing white sheets pretending to be a ghost while there are these real things running around that lets that illusion work really well. Dave? Yeah, I mean, we know that Russia and China have been developing hypersonic um, drones and tech for a while now, as you know, when they do their military parades, especially China, when they had that big drone expo, and we saw all these different shaped drones, so it, you know, they looked small enough, and the shape, you know, they could easily be mistaken for, you know, UFOs or triangles or, you know, craft like that. But have they been developing this since like 2004? I mean, all these cases at the moment, there are echoes of Operation Mainbrace in the 1950s where, you know, the NATO fleet was buzzed by something that came out of the ocean and supposedly flew around and did some um, crazy manoeuvres back then. Now, I want to dig into the article just a little bit, and it was uh, by Julian E. Barnes and Helene Cooper. Helene Cooper, of course, co-authored the original article back in 2017 with Leslie Keane and Ralph Blumenthal. Um, it's it's a relatively short article as well, which is good, so it's easily easy to, to digest. Again, you've mentioned it talks about the 120 incidents. What which stands out to me is they seem to have had on the record uh, anonymously a senior official who seems to have been involved or briefed as part of the report, and they're talking about the aspect of the report being that, do you know what, we can't say there's any evidence of alien spacecraft okay that's something else can i ask you guys a question in i saw that headline when it was like we found no evidence of alien life what would that look like like we don't have a pile of things that we just go that's evidence that there's definitely alien life in a ufo flying around like the only way to get evidence of that would be to shoot one down and put it on a table on camera in the white house right like that's a really weird headline for me there's no evidence of something that we don't know whether it exists or not what (laughs) We don't know if the videos that have been released and and that the UAPTF has been briefed on, we don't know if they show like craft coming in from the atmosphere. All we know at the moment is from the videos we've seen in the public is that they're already on the camera. And apart from the the TikTok video, you know, the others stay within shot. So we, we know some of them go into the ocean because we've seen that before, but there's no evidence in the public that, anything's come from uh, outside our atmosphere anyway. And, and that's that's what I was going to get at before, that what, what would that necessarily look like? And for me, it's the same reason we have the videos and clips that we have from the past couple of years. It's deliberate ambiguity. They're releasing clips that you can look at in various different ways. And if you want to take the clips in isolation, you like some of the debunkers do, They'll say it's it's a balloon or it's this or that, but then when you hear the context and everything else that comes with it, you find out why it's something a lot more exotic and extraordinary. And again, the reason that we see and we're starting to see not just that they're flying about, but, you know, they're going into the water, that's still really easy to digest for people as, okay, we're hearing a lot about UFOs in the press, still, you know, wacky UFOs, flying saucers. Okay, so we're hearing about them coming into contact with the military, 
That's interesting, but that's probably still Russia or China. Okay, so they're flying about and dipping in and out the water. That's a pretty cool technology that can do that and you know have that kind of transmedium travel, which is what what that is. But not without the realms of possibility of of US, Russian, or Chinese technology, no doubt. But we're not quite there yet. But I think this is getting to the point that you'll start to hear about because the conversation changes as well. That well, they actually came in from space. We tracked them with satellites. Oh, right, okay. They then appeared above the ships they then went underwater that really does add and change the conversation that takes it to another level for me and i think it's too quick especially for the mainstream and i keep saying this to people and if you're listening to this this these articles aren't coming out for us they're not coming out for ufo twitter for facebook for instagram for people who are interested in the subject this is a great acknowledgement, I think, from what we've talked about for a long time. These articles are for the 99% who aren't necessarily interested but are starting to pay a little bit more attention. These articles will allow other journalists to piggyback off of this as well. The ones who weren't necessarily interested in the past will start reporting on it and picking up the story. It's it's small steps each time. We're not going to get the huge leap in the, the media and the narrative that, you know, we talk about this huge leap in technology that we're seeing it's baby steps we're just going along the production line for these articles and the language is changing and what people are starting to introduce for me is is the big thing so we're going to get to the point we hear about these things coming from space as well but for me that just takes the conversation to a different level and we're not quite there yet for that to happen dan yeah i i agree with everything you just said pretty much um i just wanted to touch on a few points that uh you know the adversary technology is a really interesting conversation but like you said, the, there are details in this that just separate it from the rest. No visible engine or infrared exhaust plumes. If you've looked into those internal systems in, in those jets that they had, you'll know that these jets and the systems on them can identify like a blurry tank from about 20 miles away and give you like a 3D blueprint of it in your heads up display. Like if this was an Earth-based technology, these systems would be able to say, hey, that's a plane that's a four-wheel truck, that's a so-and-so, so-and-so. They don't just look at things and look for a transponder. There's this whole other aspect to them. And basically, the system didn't know what it was looking at and couldn't figure it out and just had to track the contrast. There was one example where I read that the system can tell a certain type of plane by the shape of its fan blades in the air intake from like miles and miles away. Like that's insane. We we didn't know those systems could do that. And all these little details in these articles that come out, they, they really start adding up. And these may not be for us, but there are little things in there. We heard Chris Mallon say ages ago, these are not US, Russia, or Chinese tech. But now we have New York Times definitively stated this is not US, not US tech. And it might be adversary, but it's not all adversary. Like those are three really pertinent points to this conversation and a safe next stepping stone. And then the question for me is, what comes next? Because we've started putting all our faces down on the guess who bored and there's only one or two still standing for me. Dave, I'm going to come to you in just a moment, but I'll read first what Lou Elizondo said on this, okay? Lou tweeted out, If the New York Times reporting is accurate, the objects being witnessed by pilots around the world are far more advanced than any earthly technologies known to our intelligence services. I love the use of the word earthly. It's time to release the full report, videos and data that we have seen in the Pentagon. Interestingly as well, Rogue UAP Task Force uh, put out a tweet, if I may, 
I'd like to provide a more accurate headline for the New York Times, and it reads, UAP seen by US military pilots, not secret US tech, objects remain unidentified. That was retweeted as well by Lou Elizondo. So I, as you know, put a lot of weight behind what Lou pays attention to. And if he's commenting on that and retweeting those, that's, again, stuff that people should be excited about or or looking into further. Dave? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we the amount of press that Lou's been doing recently, we have to take, you know, we always did take his uh, words seriously, but, you know, he seems to be, you know, following the momentum and he he's obviously got some inside knowledge on what might be in the UAPTF report from his time in ATIP and everything else. Um, but there's one thing that I really want to see, and that's the mention of the classified annex, which is going to be off limits to the public and remain off limits to the public. Um, that's something where I think all the meat is going to be, um, which could definitively say it's going to be one thing or the other. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to find that out anytime soon. Uh, Dan, you want to come in on that? I'm just wondering, you know, we, we've seen over the past while um, Jeremy Corbell uh, releasing some things that were leaked to him. Um, and now we're seeing someone comment anonymously who's clearly in the know in the New York Times. So whilst I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I want to see what's in the classified section and I don't think it's going to be released properly to the public, there's every chance that we could see this same kind of thing again with someone anonymously saying, hey, listen to what I saw in the classified portion of the report. You know, that, that comes with very, very heavy consequences. But the conversation now, I feel, is getting so big and electric that I, I can just see that happening. And you know what? Regardless what people think about Jeremy Corbell or George Knapp and the fact that they are getting any of this footage or evidence leaked to them, it's still managing to find its way from them to mainstream media. So regardless of people's personal opinion of those journalists or producers or filmmakers, it's getting to the source that they want to get it to. So Absolutely. It's, and it's, it's making a splash. Yeah. You know, we, we've had comments come out from Susan Goh and Chris Sherwood that were put on blogs that weren't picked up by the mainstream media over the past few years, you know? And if they had been, we'd probably be a bit further along. So it's great to see them making a big splash. And, and you know, I wish we had a chain of custody, but hopefully that's coming. That's something Sean Cahill was talking about with uh, Sean Rash yesterday as well, was that, that chain of custody, and it's something we hear more and more. And I get why that's where people like Lou Elizondo, Sean Cahill, Chris Mellon, and others hold off, giving a lot of their thoughts on the footage and the content, the videos and pictures, because they want to see a chain of custody the infamous black triangle coming out the water, we won't necessarily see people like that commenting on that picture or footage when it comes out unless it has a chain of custody because they would still hold off and say, well, it's interesting, but I'll, I'll reserve comment until we can see, even if they know it's legitimate. So that's where it's, it's all about the timing as well. I'll like your final thoughts on, on are you happy with this article? It's timing and how we're progressing towards the task force report, and do you feel a little bit more optimistic or not, given it's came out? Dave, I'll, I'll start with yourself on that. Well, I think we're going to see um, a few more similar articles coming out in the next few weeks, well, the next few days, mainly, um, because as we get closer to the report, obviously things are going to start getting leaked, and then different um, reporters and commentators are going to be, you know, 
trying to get more details from it from whichever sources that they can. I mean, the fact that Ryan, Lieutenant Ryan Graves has been quoted once again in this article where he says, you know, these things were in the air for 12 hours, which is 11 hours longer than we'd expect. You know, that, that kind of, we're almost on a cusp of finding out what they are not. So, you know, we just have to work out what they are. And I like Dan's guess who board before that, you know, we're starting yeah. to eliminate a lot of those, a lot of those faces and possibilities and the report, I think for me is coming down to we're going to have that summary section and it seems that on the table will be that something else option or at least it won't be discounted and for me that's huge that that language is going to be out there in an official capacity because that is only going to get the mainstream media more and more interested because if that report lands and regardless what's contained within it foreign adversarial technology different encounters all that kind of stuff if there is just a, a smattering of language that suggests we can't discount this being something off-world, not of Earth, non-human intelligence, you know, anything like that. That gets a lot of those other journalists who don't take this seriously asking the questions on those briefings of, wait a minute, why can't you discount this as alien? And we might not like a lot of the language and terminology they use, but it's what the, the mainstream and the public are going to get at, and for they understand that. So for me, that's only a good thing. Dan, what about yourself? We we said the other day on an episode with um, Graham, we, we pretty much nailed what, what's expected to be in the report. You know, we didn't ask 120 cases, but in terms of it just leaving a question and being really vague, um, I, I think we were on the money. I said a little while ago when I was on the radio that this should be a moment that arrests our attention as a species. And I'm I'm starting to feel like surrounded and saturated by the news so much so that I feel like it is arresting our attention. And it doesn't matter if some of these are drones and some parts of the conversation go that way. Like the catcher really is out of the bottle. So we're here. We're internalizing the fact we are not alone oreo and making adverts based around it for god's sake like it's cute and it's marketing and it's taking advantage of it but there was a genuine kind of empathetic outreach in it that kind of i was like oh this is really beautiful to see you know we're putting biscuits in a field what what a what a childish kind of thing to do for a for a new friend that we're meeting dave <laughs> yeah i mean it's like the in et where elliot puts down the skittles for uh, whatever you whatever got it exactly but I think what's going to be interesting over the next few days is what get if any of this gets brought up in the White House press briefings and see if Joe Biden runs away from the plinth then. Gents, thank you very much for your time. I think what a lot of people have to look at is, you know when you find that band that you like before anyone else, whether you've seen them at a club or you've saw them on some TV show and they've just got that debut EP out before it's even a single, if that's still a thing that they do these days, and then your band makes it big and you lose that little bit of love for them because they've, they've hit the mainstream and everyone now likes that band. For me, I think that's where we're sort of at with this topic, that a lot of people are going to have to realise it's going to change. It's not going to be the small thing they used to really, really love, but it's going yeah. to open up and there's going to be a lot more questions asked as well. So, breaking out of the box, man. Gents, thank you very much for your time and no doubt we've got more of these coming up.
It wasn't a tic-tac and not quite a saucer, more like a hubcap designed by Chaucer. A little Baroque and quite steampunk, like Alice was playing bass for the Parliament of Folk. The little fucker hovered right outside of my window, and when I shoved out the screen, he made it an issue. I don't think he expected me to see his ass, but I'd had some champagne and smoked a little bit. Invest in your home. Dave Ramsey here for Low Country Contractors. Now's a great time to enhance your home with that new dream kitchen, bath, or addition. I trust Low Country Contractors. They've been voted Best Home Improvement and Remodeling Contractor by Mount Pleasant Magazine, voted Top Remodeler in South Carolina by Remodeling Magazine, and they have a 98% customer satisfaction rating from Guild Quality. Folks, this is a no-brainer. Visit LowCountryContractors.com. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service without all the drama. 